0: So let's Upgrade America The powers within your vote Upgrade America Be sure to tell your folks Upgrade America Clean it up from coast to coast Upgrade America There's still a chance for hope Upgrade America there's
1: still a chance for hope. All right, well, what's up, my fellow Americans in the whole wide world? Thanks for joining us on the Upgrade America podcast. I'm here with CJ, the Day Slayer, cool. and as a special guest, I have Travis Liverman. And um, what can I say about Travis? This is my my broski. This is... Uh, it's the father of my, my beloved niece and nephew. You know, um, I've known Travis for quite some time and he's really cool peoples. He is the Tony Starks of the auto industry. This guy oh. can fix anything with a car. He can do special uh, jobs if you need to get. Where are you hooking up? I remember you're hooking up Bentleys and you're doing all that custom sound jobs with the Bentleys and the Cadillacs yeah. and all that. like. This guy had a a Honda Civic that was like a transformer, man. Like <laughs> man when, it comes to, when it comes to that. But um, Travis, uh, what tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Um, I mean there's not much to tell. You just told everything.
1: Um and my bad. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's all
2: good. It's all good. Um I was just enjoying the day, man. Like it was Father's Day. Um, I was just out to dinner and stuff, so it was a good day. All,
1: All right.
2: right, happy uh, Father's day, man. Day. Thank you, man.
1: Appreciate it. So um, today we we really want to interview you more or less. It's not a specific topic. I mean, um,
3: more like a it does
1: pertain to healthcare. I mean, healthcare is going to be a a series. Like it's not just going to be one episode, but this uh, if. This interview with you, Travis, is definitely a, a great way to start off the discussion with healthcare. I hate to put you on the spot, can you? Can, but can you show us uh, your injury yeah, and tell I us a little bit about wrong. how you obtained it?
2: Um, so I don't know if y'all can see it. Um, like I messed my hand up pretty bad. Okay. Wow. So I was working on my machine. I'm a press operator for a press company. And I was working on my machine while I was running. Uh, my hand got caught inside and completely degloved my four fingers.
0: Wow.
2: Wow. Uh, like, so my fingers now are down to like the second knuckle. They're trying to reconstruct my hand to reconstruct my fingers for me.
1: But you're going through uh, physical therapy. and all going so- physical therapy
2: four times a week. I've had 13 okay. surgeries. I got around, somewhere around sophomore. And I'll be done. Man. So...
1: But I, I mentioned uh, we, we previously did an episode on on mental health and we briefly discussed about PTSD. But right. on a side conversation, I recall uh, you told me about uh, your experience with PTSD and uh, how how have you experienced it? Because uh, it, I know it's, trauma is trauma, but you know everyone experiences it a little bit differently.
2: Right, right. I, um, well, I had I was diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had nightmares. I've had flashbacks. Um, I get told that, like, at nighttime, I'll start jumping. Like, in my sleep, I'll start jumping. Um, just I'll wake up in cold sweat. Yeah, it's just, um, it sucks, man. It really does. Um, it's nothing good. Um, I've been working on it, trying to keep it under control. I see a shrink once a week. Um, I see another counselor twice a month. So, um, it's getting there. It, it's just it, it takes a lot of time It really does It, it really a does it's on you mentally Like a huge toll on you mentally
1: But um I, I do agree with you Speaking about You know your, The trauma you experience Can be therapeutic Right And that's why I, I really believe We need more mental health But as far as Conventional health What if you had the rate uh, The healthcare system Right now in America 1 through 10, what would you give it? Um,
2: well, I can't rate the whole healthcare system 1 through 10 because I've had different experiences. I've um, had okay. really bad experiences where the, the service sucked, but as of like right now, like I trust fully my doctor's 1, my surgeon's 110%. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give it a 10 right now, but there's there have been some periods where it's been a 1. That's um, so, I mean, it just depends on as far as what about the healthcare
1: system? Now, in, in what case has it been a one?
2: Um, like, I just had some really bad customer service at the hospital. You wait six to eight hours to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seen for like 10 minutes, and then they kick you out. Like, um, the waiting the waiting's horrible. Um, so let me ask you this.
1: If we had more doctors, how do you think that would affect healthcare? care? If we had more doctors? If we had more doctors.
2: I mean, you might be able to get seen soon, but mm-hmm. you can't really, not really because most doctors do like private practice, not like hospitals, not a lot of doctors want to do hospitals. So you have to get a lot of like ER doctors and um, OR doctors um, that just specialize for the hospital.
1: Okay. And if we had those, if we acquired them, how do you think it would change? Um, I
2: think the process would speed up some more. I really think it would. Interesting. Um, I think the process will speed up some more. If you have more doctors, so all the doctors aren't run thin. Because you know, usually you got maybe one or two doctor to work 12, 14-hour shift at the hospital.
1: You're right, and that takes a toll on the doctor.
2: Right. And Mental I think situation. that's
1: ultimately is going to manifest in the care that the patients are giving if you're uh, working these doctors to the bone. Now, let me let me ask you this, Chris. Now, how do you feel about training more military doctors? and deploying them into the civilian populace. I know we discussed before about what if we took TRICARE and put that into the civilian sector, but what if we, you see the healthcare situation right now, guys, right? Mm-hmm. That 40,000 Americans are dying each year from the lack of healthcare. So clearly the private sector, is they can't meet that need. So what if we supplemented that with, uh, with military forces, Particularly doctors to take care of these people and deploy them to the areas where people need healthcare and give them service.
2: Without so you, do you mean, think that would. Work? So you mean instead of working like in wartime, working like in civilian life, like to help out the civilians they can't afford to run like a free clinic. Yes. Okay. Because
1: here's the thing. Um, I think that more than anything is, is worth the declaration of a national emergency if people are literally dying in America, like, I think that if the military can step in and, and help out, we're not at a, we're not in the middle of any major conflicts right now. So right. I, I, I do not want to say our, our medical staff is they're stressed, but I, I would like to train more and deploy them. What do you think, Chris?
3: Um, I think it needs to be like a couple of avenues you should explore. I think you okay. should... Definitely encourage more nursing, civilian-wise. Okay. Uh, We needed like a marketing blitz in all markets, especially like more rural towns, smaller towns, secondary cities besides New York and Chicago. Like, you know, maybe like a Charlotte or a Raleigh, you know, start recruiting more, filling the hospitals up with more nurses and more- uh, You're referring to to
1: civilian nurses?
3: Yes. And then okay. also with the military, I'm tying it all together. And then mm-hmm. also with the military, you got to, you got to create an incentive for people to want to go into that field. So you need to start doing sign on bonuses for nurses and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That. Right. Um, cause you got to compete with the civilian sector. Cause if you go to the right market, you're going to make crazy money with overtime and all that. So now what,
1: what is the cost for nursing school on, the, on the outside? Because you really got to think um, If you're getting that waived You're pretty much getting it for free Through the military Like I think that's a, a pretty nice incentive But you're absolutely right Signing bonuses should be a thing
3: uh, Let me look real, I'm going to look real quick But um as far as you saying Deploying nurses Like military nurses To critical areas Is that mm-hmm. what you're mentioning? You're, see you're a, absolutely I, right I think we should do that On top of doctor care Telecare so you should have doctors be able to do house calls again I think they kind of do have that service out again um
1: but th- that's uh the- I think that's a really great approach how you said the house calls because I want these doctors to be mobile yes And uh, Travis I know you said that you go to Philadelphia quite often for the surgeries right. but uh you know I don't know maybe uh, we, sh- we should really look into a whole mobile clinics like doctors coming to patients
2: I mean, there's at some point in times where I've had, um, I have nurses that come out. When this first happened, I had nurses that come out every day. So, did bandage changes, um, vital signs, things like that. I mean, so some of them do come out. You can set up to the where they come out every day. I think more doctors should do, like, we have a doctor here in York. She opened up a free clinic. Um, and, really? And she hires people. Yeah, she hires people. Is it a
1: non-profit?
2: People. Right, yeah, it's a non-profit. Um, okay. They, she takes donations and stuff, and that's what she pays her staff with. Um, but she is open you know a couple of days a week, and there's nurses and doctors in there, and it's there' are no cost to people who can't afford it.
1: I would really like to uh, can you ping me or email me or message me her the name of the clinic or, or her contact?
2: I would yeah, really sure. like to
1: get her to come on the show or to have a discussion? with her and you know just pick her brain on on that whole approach because I love it that's really something I dreamed up as well as a volunteer medical force you know that um would go out and and do exactly what she's saying like imagine that on a broader scale that's just one clinic but if we can get this towards a chain across the nation of volunteer not clinics but even hospitals that would be awesome and that would really help uh the whole financial burden that that healthcare is bringing on a lot of people.
2: You know, you got all these veterans that come out of the military. I mean, a lot of them, they still have triage experience. I mean, you got some Mm -hmm. that, you know, need jobs. Maybe, you know, they could do it. The government can give them an extra incentive or like a kickback for volunteering their time You know, to do something like that.
1: That's a possibility.
2: And they can do it part-time. You know, they could split it up where they work so many hours a week and other doctors and nurses work so many hours a week was not putting a ton on them, but they could still get their retirement or their disability and everything from the military and volunteer and do this part-time.
1: I like that approach. So I wrote a chapter in the book, Upgrade America, and it was pretty much called The Life Force. And I I like how you said it was kind of part-time because that's the approach I wanted to take. Like using the whole, um, the Guard National Reserve mentality like two weeks uh, two weeks a year is it and it's like one weekend a month yep. so imagine you have doctors on standby like that like hey they're performing these free services two weeks out of the year or one weekend a month so it's not like they're doing it full time every day you know they're just giving a little bit of their time and services and together I, I think it would make a difference
3: right. I like that concept as a supplement yeah to the health the health crisis
1: in the u.s we can't depend on it but it would definitely it would definitely help out
3: Um, the cost real quick sorry to interrupt but it's like like i guess overall it can go from 40,000 to 100,000 at private institutions Mm. but just practically i guess what most people do let's see bro 10 grand a year or something like that but you got a lot of programs where you can go in work under like a hospital do all your school and then work for them for a couple of years and then you don't really have to pay as much so it varies I guess it just depends on which route you take if you right. take like private institution or more like I guess more adults are transitioning to a different career field going that route interesting but go ahead. I, I just wanted to throw that but little. You said nah. the
1: top was the top cost was a hundred k.
3: Yeah, that's like top cost though. That's like that's not talking about like LPN. That's usually your baseline when you get in, like licensed practical nurse. Then you work up to an RN. I, man, I should, let me ask my cousin. Go ahead. We can keep so talking. Hold on. So you're,
1: you're saying LPN him. is the one that's about hundred k? No,
3: no, no. That's like entry level. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. okay. So that's what I, you got I, from forty thousand. From forty thousand to a hundred k. Gotcha. Yes,
3: yes. My the highest nurse is a nurse practitioner, which is I don't know what their uh, designation is, but they're basically a doctor in the form of a nurse. My
2: doctor's practitioner drives a Porsche, so they make pretty good money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) They're right there. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask my cousin while we're talking because she's actually she went through this process, so I can ask her real quick. Okay. But yeah, y'all can keep talking. I'm gonna just look it up real quick. I'm mean, gonna uh, send her a message.
1: I'm actually looking for some questions for you, Trav. But we we nailed a, a lot of them in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, bro.
3: Um, Trav, have you ever heard of like supplemental insurance, like Aflac, something like that?
2: Yeah, and... man, my dad, my dad actually had an Aflac growing up, and it it helped out sometimes. I remember just one incident um where he. Me and him were outside, we were actually messing around in the yard, and he fell and broke his ankle. And AFLAC uh-huh. like stepped in and took over like some of the bills that, you know, insurance didn't cover, like light bill and, you know, things like that that go on, like lights and gas and, you know, things yeah. like that. So, yeah, I mean, definitely, we should definitely have something, um, everybody should have something like that, so... Yeah, I, I was, I I was wondering
3: different. why more people don't sign up for that. in a, I think in a, it is a little
2: more expensive. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, it is definitely worth it, in my opinion, anyway. Hmm. I mean, if we can make something more affordable. Do
0: mm-hmm.
1: you think competition would make it more affordable? Like more people entering that yeah, industry? Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because there's not many. There's Aflac, there's only like one or two places that offer something like that. So yeah, there's there's no competition in it at all.
0: I mean, yeah, there's I think, room for growth.
3: I think, I think uh, private insurance like Cigna and all these places offer it, but you probably gotta ask for it. Right. Or explore it a little deeper. But most people just go, hey, I just need insurance through their job or whatever. They don't really think about, you know, if something happens, or whatever short-term disability and all that because it's kind of like it's kind of a rip-off like in a way because 60% but you're earning 100% you only get 60% I'm
2: making I'm bringing home 66.3% of what I made (laughs) so when I go from making one amount a week and I'm losing you know almost half like it's a big adjustment hell yeah it's a huge adjustment I made phone calls, I like, lowered my cable bills, cell phone bills. Yeah. I mean, my truck will be paid off in about a month. So that's a truck bill I ain't got to worry about no more.
3: Yeah.
2: That's so, so yeah, this, um, it is a ripoff, man, because you, you put in all this time and money and you don't even get all your money back. But it's all right, man. I mean... I do understand to a point because medical bills do rack up really, really, really quick.
1: That's what I keep hearing. It's the number one cause of bankruptcy yeah. in the United right. States. Like and
2: yeah, so they can put it on they put it on your credit now. They put medical bills and child support and all that stuff on your credit now. Wow. Yeah. So
1: and a a lot of these uh medical bills, they're, they're not like predicted. You, you don't plan for this. It's like these situations come and they're, they're obligations. And we already know that 80% of Americans are living check to check. And uh, I do believe the same amount of Americans are not prepared for a bill, an unexpected bill of over $500. So yeah. when you're talking about medical bills, which can be in the tens of thousands, it's like I'm you somewhere so I'm around a lot of Anxiety. Say again.
2: I'm somewhere around a million dollars right now. Wow.
1: <laughs> but when you look at that from you know that's... wow,
2: a million dollars is. I mean, the doctors get paid. I mean, my surgeries were around seventy thousand each pop. Damn. And that was the ones in York. You know, Philly. You know, they charge more. So. Yeah, you're right. That's a.
1: So you run a hundred thousand
2: a surgery. That's a lot of
1: money, dude. Yeah, that's like um gotta I, gotta pay now price. I now I see, Hey, I'm glad you are too, because that would hurt.
2: <laughs> but Worker still
1: com, man, just processing yeah, those numbers, does. that's a lot of Yeah. That that's a lot. Yes, I know here yes. I know here
3: locally, man, if you get injured at work, you're in bad shape here, like in Florida.
1: Mm. It's like okay. how's it's the workman's comp down there?
3: Let's just say you don't want to get hurt at work. You wow. better off getting hurt like outside of work and maybe suing and getting money.
1: So they're not like are there not a lot of unions in Florida?
3: There's some but not many. Probably South Florida's more unions. There's mm-hmm. some here in Orlando. But you don't really hear about them. But I see their buildings around. So they are
2: unions here. Like um, I can't complain. My company, they no questions asked, whatever I want I have.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really great.
3: Nah, not happening. <laughs> Unless probably you are in a union shop. I mean, they yeah. have within Disney World, they have unions like electricians and all those guys, they're unions. Um, some of the service workers are in a union like custodial, all these kind of people like that. Um, but yeah, unions are very frowned upon in Florida, obviously. It's a very business-friendly state, so that's part of the appeal of businesses moving toward uh, Florida.
1: Now, I don't want to uh, shift away from the, the healthcare subject, yeah, why yeah. Do you uh why do you think the unions are becoming less frequent, um, popular, I should say?
3: Well, long story short, I think part of it is we have a lot of more protections through the federal government, state mm-hmm. government to where you don't need it as much. The reasons why our unions basically were started was just working conditions. Like, you know, you had child labor, nine years old, you're sewing shoes and stuff, like here in the US. So that's a long story short, I think. With technology and how society has it, how it's gone now, we're so advanced and like moved up or whatever. It's kind of not really as much of a need, but I still think there is a need. So. And that's a whole nother
1: episode. I I I did forget that we were going to have that schedule to discuss. (laughs) Well, what was uh, trap back on to your injury, though? Like, I know that is a uh, that's an experience in itself. But what would you say was the most uh, difficult aspect of it besides the pain?
2: Mentally The the mental was more than a pain The mental the Sitting there thinking of all the stuff that I can't do anymore Or I won't be able to do anymore um,
1: I mean my mind
2: is somewhat Changed in that aspect I kind of push myself to do a lot of stuff now mm-hmm. More so just to kind of Prove it to myself mentally That I can still do it um, What are yeah, one I, of the
1: things That you thought you couldn't do
2: my dude, I out riding the four-wheeler changing it you know changing the chain on the four-wheeler working on it changing the oil like snatching the tires off like pockets like now you're, working you're on
1: cars, that like, was your dominant hand that got injured right right yeah, so no, you're, you're no, doing I, a jamie
2: lannister
1: and you're learning how to do everything with your weak hand right interesting right. how it, i know that's had to be a challenge i try writing with my because i'm a lefty but I try writing with my right hand, and that, that's kind of difficult. But how is the adaption to,
2: to, uh, to switching over? I think I adapted quicker because I kind of didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of forced upon me. But there are some things that are like still difficult. Like, okay, I can work on a car, but I can't open a pill bottle. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's simple things that I can't do um honestly and people think it's funny like one of the hardest things i ever had to learn how to do was wipe my ass with my opposite hand oh wow, wow. never, consider- funny, I you know, never considered i never considered think that. about it and try it dude like it's really difficult <laughs> <laughs> it really is
3: i gotta try
1: it next time i was gonna say i'm making a shot like uh, one of the one of the things we do in the military is we fire our weapons with our weak hand, and that's always a fun experience because yeah, it's I remember something that. you you don't do every time. But it never occurred to me to, uh, well, to wipe my ass with my with <laughs> my weak hand. hand. I'll give that a shot. Yeah, it's but great.
0: great
1: But still, man, you're persevering, and, and I'm I'm really glad to you know to see your spirits uh are uplifted and you didn't let that destroy you i wanted to ask you about something that i saw you post on on your facebook the other day it was a i do believe it was a purple pill and you said like people were concerned about it for a while but now it's getting more awareness it's joining okay. the ranks of the opioid epidemic i believe i say that again
2: it's called Gavapentin. What what can you tell us about it's uh, they, they use it for everything. They use it for anxiety, depression. They use it. It's a nerve block. They use it to block the nerve pain in my hand. Um, oh wow! But you can get high off of it if you take enough of them, and a lot of people are starting to realize that.
1: Now you're saying it, it is it is an opioid.
2: It is not an opioid, but it's starting to hit the classification of like Percocet and Vicodin and things like that, like, because if you do take okay. enough, uh, enough milligrams, you can get high, but they prescribe them in such a high dosage, like, I think the safe dose is, like, almost 4,000 milligrams a day is a safe dose on gavapentin, uh, which is ridiculous, because if you take over 900, you can mm-hmm. get a buzz off of it.
1: So, like, what are, um, what is the, you know, like, okay, for Percocets, Lortab, Oxycontin, all of those, the, the Main ingredient is opium. Like what is the main I- ingredient and in, um the one and I totally forgot the name already. Gavapentin? I don't know. Gazapentin.
2: Gavapentin. Gavopentin.
1: Yeah. What's the main ingredient in that? Perhaps we should Google it real quick. I do what I'm
3: gonna do. I think I've seen that. Did I take that before for something? I think briefly, but I don't remember. I'm very anti uh opioids. <laughs>
2: It's. Gabapentin? Yeah, Gabapentin. G A B A P E N T I N. It's got ty- titanium dioxide, yellow iron oxide, red iron oxide, cornstarch, talc. Yeah, I think that's about it. About it.
1: Maybe looking at something at the wrong one.
2: Hey, hold on. Can you see? Can you see that?
3: Uh, yeah, I kind of see it.
1: Yeah, but I see it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, man.
1: Gabapentin is used for medication to prevent controlled seizures. It's mm-hmm. also used to relieve nerve pain from shingles, a painful rash due to herpes, zoster infection in adults. Gabapentin is known as an anticonvulsant or anti epileptic drug. Okay, what's it made of? always the ingredients yeah yeah that's what i'm curious what's what's in it
2: i mean i i i just recently stopped taking all my medications because i'm a huge i'm a huge advocate against the pharmaceutical company but um but um yeah i just recently stopped taking all my pills
1: i i was uh you took the word to right out of my mouth because I was getting ready to ask you about um, the whole... I saw you post something else about the the cannabis industry threatening Mm -hmm. the the pharmaceutical industry. So what are your thoughts on that?
2: Dude, I'm a huge advocate for cannabis, man. Like, I just recently got my card.
1: Okay. Um,
2: Congratulations. Thank you. So that's the reason um, I, I stopped taking all my medications. Like, I'm a firm believer there's no there's no there, there's no money in those people like people to keep sick, hold keep on hold on this, I think
1: you're you're being oh, uh, breaking up try. yeah you're breaking up real quick I know you about to you's about to spit some hot fire can you say that one more <laughs> time can you hear me now I can't yeah I'm a firm believer man, that there's no, all right, man it's, it's still coming in bro <laughs> sorry yeah how about now hold on is that better? You you are now. I would just uh, speak slower.
2: Yeah, there's no um, there's no money in well people, man. Like, um, the pharmaceutical companies are to keep you, uh, gonna keep you sick so they can keep making money off of you. Well, the
1: I do believe America spends about three point two trillion dollars on healthcare. So you're absolutely right. That's a uh, the, the sicker you are the more money's being made and when you look at the price of prescription drugs the inflated price rather of prescription drugs it's, it's all part of a, it's part of the game right and um, i think the cannabis industry is going to change that particularly now can i can i ask you how cannabis has helped you with um with your injury you you, you already mentioned you were taking some other medications but now you're you're medicating more with cannabis like Right. I mean, how's your experience with that?
2: Um, it keeps me calm, relaxed, so I'm not, I get frustrated um, when I can't do something. Um, mm-hmm. Even the simplest stuff, like I get really, really frustrated. So, I mean, it helps me keep me calm. It keeps the pain down. I don't have to take no pain pills. I don't have to take Percocets anymore. Awesome. Um, That's awesome, dude. So, um, yeah, it's definitely helped. Um, I recommend it for anybody. I'm a huge advocate for cannabis. Um, even dating back to Jesus man, the oil that he used to anoint people with, like, if you look up the name, it mm-hmm. refers back to cannabis, like
1: so, I mean, and like
2: the, the doctor said they're prescribing my medication, um, the thing that sucks, though well, I gotta say, the thing that sucks about the doctors that prescribe um, the medical marijuana, they're not, not allowed to advertise what do you mean? Um, that they, they're not allowed to advertise openly that they prescribe medical marijuana they have to wait for patients to call them so um really? so yeah so the word of mouth man is really is really is really big in that part right now um but they like i wonder why that is
3: conflict of sure. interest They're taking right. money out of the doctor's pocket because they right. get paid for pushing certain pharmaceuticals
2: right hmm. so um yeah i'm not sure um, but she was just telling me, you know, how bad. So word of mouth was great. Like, I took a couple of cards. I told a couple of people about her to give her a call, man. Like, um, that word of mouth was huge in that aspect, because especially when you find you a good doctor. Mine was really, really good. She was really cool, really laid back. Um, she's a huge believer, even like she said, that there's no, um, like, humans were made with cannabinoids. Cannabinoid, cannabinoid receptors, receptors.
1: You're Absolutely in right brain, like Not if, only mammals Humans but other mammals Have them too
2: Right So if we weren't If we weren't If it wasn't put here For us to receive Then why would we Why would We be made With cannabinoid receptors In our brain That's so we can receive The cannabis plant
1: Hmm So what? uh Chris I'm I'm not sure if you're You're If you really follow The whole uh, Medical marijuana so there's a, um what a cannabinoid receptor is there's actually a something in your brain I, how would you describe it like as an enzyme or something enzyme receptor but there's things in that. our brain that actually they were if we didn't have them we couldn't experience the effects of cannabis so there's actual we're born with receptors in our brains to receive these the, the support of what, what Travis was saying, which is something I found fascinating. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of it as well. I really would like Big Tobacco to invest into cannabis, but here's the thing, right. I want it to be right. clean. I want it to be clean. They could even do CBD but brands where would, would, there'd be no psychoactive effect, but they could also invest into THC brands as well and the people who are smoking cigarettes let them smoke weed it's healthier they'll still make their money but um that's that's just something I I I would like to see them make a shift to what are your thoughts on that mine yeah um because I remember uh I don't know if you're still smoking cigarettes but you used to
2: no I quit smoking I'm bait now um bravo yeah, you just got yourself,
1: yourself and, and, and your children years of your life
2: right? back. You, you um, made a
1: very great decision.
2: Dude, I think they need to sell pre-rolls like Marlboro marijuana cigarettes. Oh, like. that's
1: absolutely what I was suggesting. Yeah. Like, just get rid of the tobacco. You had your fun with it. Dude, you you had the plantation. You that's had the plantations, but at the same time... Switch that money into weed, and I would arguably say the same thing for pharmaceutical companies. Like pump that money into weed, and uh, let's make. Days. Well, it, it is. Well, here's the thing. I think we can bucks. all make money, and you you're making money, and you're having cleaner, safer products. Mm-hmm. Like that's a win-win, and that's the best way to do business. Like yes, this is well, the it's a new century. You or know, it's like that rationally. whole way of the whole way of doing dirty products, and oh, I'm gonna make my money off of this BS and that BS. Yeah. Like, come on, it's a new century. Let's 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 make some radical changes, some positive radical changes. I'm
3: telling you, that's what the holdup is. Like, medicine-wise, like one of the best examples I've seen. I saw a little short documentary. Mm-hmm. It was on this hospital in Bangkok, Thailand. It's called Boom. I'm I'm butchering his name, but Bumengard International Hospital. Okay. Basically, their model is everybody is there. So orthopedic surgeons, everybody, every specialty is in this one place.
1: Oh, you're saying all... So that hospital has all type of medical... Like, you can go there for anything more or less? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Not
3: only that, you can get seen for everything in one sitting versus, you know, oh, you got to go to the specialist here. You got to go here. All of it is boom. You just hit it. As soon as you come in, they treat you like it's more like a hotel experience. Like a So it's not rush. It's not no. like,
1: hey, you go no, in like a car wash. No, it's, it's like... not
3: like that, but it is. It's not where you're sitting around for six or eight hours. Like in those six and eight hours, you already got your lab results. They're already talking about treatment plans. They're already starting you on whatever, pharmacy, all that stuff is already done within that. So when you leave the hospital, you're already mm-hmm. done. You're not only thing you're coming back is follow-ups. That's it. And it's and it's way cheaper according to our standards, not say people that live in Thailand is expensive, but say me or you went for something to get treated, it's like I think six maybe a third or shit, sixty percent of the price you would pay.
1: So how could, how could how we do something like that in America? <sighs> it's all it's about life, greed, say it again.
3: Greed. If we lessen the greed, <laughs> we can do all this so stuff. So
1: assume okay the greed will remain constant that's never going to change <laughs> gotcha. how can we do how can we make this an industry and make it feasible in america
3: well it goes back to education what we're uh-huh. talking about if you make education affordable or free in some instances like we talked about mm-hmm. people would not be so crushed on paying off student debt and all that stuff they won't be under that pressure because you got to think of from the perspective of the doctor or the lawyer or whatever, but we we'll stick to doctors since talking about health care. OK, like three, four hundred, you know, thousand and fucking student loans to pay.
1: Absolutely right.
3: If they and... didn't scholarship and it didn't all get paid for. So the reason why they take on those pharmaceutical companies, yo, pay all this stuff off. Like, I got to pay all this stuff off. Like, I'm basically... That's why I'm doing all this overtime. That's why I'm doing X, Y, and Z. So I think if you eliminate those root factors of stressors mm-hmm. for people in those positions, I think healthcare would be better.
1: Well, you know why I propose training more military doctors? Okay. For several reasons. For one is, you know how we do everything, how we did everything in tech school? We learned mm-hmm. some very complicated things in a short amount of time. Yes. Like, hey... You guys are going to go set up Claymore Mines. They're like pretty devastating. You're going to learn in like two hours. (laughs) You're going to do a practical and you're going to get it done. I'm I'm very confident that the medical training is expedited as well due to the, how do you say, the high ops tempo of the military. They can train their medical staff a lot faster than the civilian sector. In addition to that, um, the, the, the cost I think they could do it cheaper than we could the military could produce doctors cheaper than the private sector could Well, only enough just to supplement the gap for the people who really need it yeah I would agree with you but you gotta also think doctors then
3: also go into specialties you gotta also I'll kick back on this on what you were saying Mm -hmm. mainly when you're dealing with medical and military it's more like trauma like life right. self-a buddy care. It's not mm-hmm. really treatment and all this. It's more like, yo, I'm gonna patch you up till you actually get to a doctor.
1: So I totally agree with you. And again, I still want to use that same expedited military training concept, but apply it to specialties. So throw okay. a specialty at me. Say again. A hand throw specialist. A hand specialist. A hand
2: specialist. So
1: again, you're, now you're going to have the curriculum for hand specialities, right? And okay. it's going to be an expedited curriculum. Ultimately, I would like that to transition to a, a, a civilian force, but still going through expedited uh, expedited medical training to, to work with the, uh, the American citizens. But um, the private sector can't handle it. Uh, I, I see that. We're looking at the numbers. We're talking about the waiting line, the waiting periods. We're, we're talking about the prices. We're, we're talking about the people who are who are dying because they can't get it done. Like the private sector can't handle it. That's what I'm proposing. We have a um, some government intervention. We have multiple forces dedicated for defense and destruction. Like why not have one force? Why not have one force dedicated for life? And I would how, call it the life how, force.
3: How interesting! And you know why I'm smiling.
1: Please elaborate. Show you
3: know your a, opinion The military with us. budget, right? Which is going to be our next topic. It is. It is. Okay, that, that's all I'm saying.
1: Well, well, I and I, a sneak preview of uh, <laughs> next week's episode, but the I suppose because I want to start it off with the military we would have to increase military spending with a focus on medical.
3: Or how about shift military spending, not increase, shift?
1: Well, there's... We cannot be any less prepared than we are right now. We can't. Mm -hmm. We would have to do a serious audit on how we could adjust military spending and, and get the most. I'm talking about a third party going in and be like, word. You guys are really blowing like a hundred snacks on, on flat screen TVs? Like
2: i am spending five thousand dollars for a toilet seat. You can find some money in there. I think they were only nineteen ninety nine at Lowe's. Yeah.
1: Something of that nature, but like we're gonna find a way to crunch numbers and as Chris mentioned, shift a little towards medical. But um
2: I like the life. Hey friends. no, how about like we talked like, um last week? You had uh, refresh refresh me. Say again? Use that as funding. You know, the, the, the US government running black ops things. Why can't we use that for, you we, know, as, as we discussed, as we discussed last week, yes.
1: black, black money has to stay black. You can fight if you raise your money with black ops, because pretty much we had to explain how, yes, CIA does questionable things, but they have to fight questionable dark wars that technically don't exist. And you can't take that money and then convert it into the to the American um, taxation system. However, if we decide, if we lawfully decide to make drugs legal, and we we sold it lawfully, like in the daylight, not in the shadows, then yes, you could use that you could use that revenue for taxation. But black ops and and black money, (laughs) not so much. I have a
3: question though. Now you bring that up because drugs and healthcare are tied together, obviously. They are. So if you legalize all drugs, I'm just throwing it out there, how mm-hmm. would that affect the healthcare industry?
1: Hmm. Um,
0: some, and I
1: wanted it. to encourage, and you can't just open the floodgates and say, hey, drugs are legal, so like, have at you. What I would propose is that we have some sort of uh, agreement where pharmaceutical companies and universities and and laboratories and what have you can experiment with making cleaner safer drugs that's we do know how to make the drugs no i'm talking about safer drugs we already like know how right to now co- no because right now cocaine is like the way it's being cut with freaking acetone and kerosene and everything else they're using the process that's not a that's not safe like you just, if, nah,
3: you just get it and don't put all that stuff in there That's pure cocaine, you're good
1: Well At the like, same time, we, we, we still have to find Dosages mm. And uh, safe dosages And everything to where it can be Strictly regulated And That's, these are this would be an incremental step Weed is weed I mean, sure, I guess you can eat, like, a, a bag full of THC gummies and, like, sleep for a week. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's not as bad as overdosing on one of these uh, serious substances like cocaine or, or heroin. So that's what I'm saying. If we were to legalize that, as, as Travis mentioned, it would have to be incrementally and strictly controlled. I believe I,
3: I, I agree with the strictly control. We already know how to make everything clean. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is we already have proven concepts, so there's really no need for oh well. This it can work. It's it comes down to corporate greed. In the end of the day, well, <laughs> that's no, what it comes
2: down to. Let me ask you this: yeah, Look, Colorado yeah. just made screws legal. I've heard about that too.
1: Isn't but Colorado out of
3: debt as a state too, or something uh-huh. like that? Are they out of debt because of legalization of marijuana and all this stuff
2: oh yeah they put over 10 million dollars a year back into the public school system all types of stuff man yeah they do really good with their money you figured their first year they cleared 36 million dollars and i can see man the stuff with this is expensive you're talking about like 60 70 bucks for an eight Mm.
1: (laughs) it's new york prices right I'm just
3: saying, it's just a matter of you have people that want to do it. It's just a matter of getting it done. So,
0: That's but what,
1: yeah. but here's what you gotta consider: in the pushback you're gonna get from the American people, like okay. people's friends and family have overdosed on these substances, mm-hmm. and so like the we already project that revenue is going to skyrocket. Like mm-hmm. cocaine revenue is about thirty-four billion dollars in uh, prohibition. If we were to make it legal, I could estimate those numbers would be like 60, over 60 billion, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to consider that more people are going to be using the substance and the negative side effects of that. And that's something we have to be uh, cognizant of and find a uh, way to mitigate the, the downside of it. But it would Let's raise some money, like you said Trav.
3: I don't know. Like I said, I think it's that time because we the war on drugs and the war on health, you mm-hmm. might as well put that in there. It's a war on health too. Like mm. we're trying to obtain an objective to like clean all this shit up and like let's get this thing moving, man. I think that legalizing drugs, people pop pills, that's just like heroin, that's just like morphine, all this stuff opioids. It all falls under that. So, people are already doing cocaine and uh, Mali, all this stuff. It's an opioid, basically. Right. So it's like, well, always
1: more of a methamphetamine.
3: Nah, I, I mean, I'm just saying overall, just the overall concept. We're already doing all these drugs anyway. you taking mm-hmm. a Xanax or a Percocet or you're already doing all this stuff. So, what the difference is is the taboo factor of oh, you're going to make cocaine legal or you're going to make this legal. Why I not? agree with,
1: with the taboo factor, but at the same time, the American people are demanding Medicare for all. And that's not a cheap, it's not a cheap price to pay. And so it's like, rather than raise taxation on mm-hmm. every single American, let's take this industry that's performing $34 billion in, uh, in prohibition, make it legal boom now you got 34 if not 50 60 billion to play with to throw towards taxation travis you said your surgeries was costing over a million dollars i can't imagine there's countless other people who are out there getting the same thing having similar circumstances and similar medical expenses but if there's this pool of money that's coming from i don't know cocaine mm. prostitution and, and all these other taboo things that are making money in prohibition but we're not getting a dime of taxation i say it's time that we, we look at these things and and apply really think about how we're going to pay this uh this health care bill
2: i mean if you look at the the legal marijuana industry is about three billion dollars a year well that was last year a lot of yeah the legal marijuana industry last year was three billion dollars it's probably wow. going up now. I'm going to oh, up yeah, up I'm, sure I'm very sure it has well because of all the states that you know that made it legal. But still the illegal marijuana industry is still a thirty four billion dollar a year industry on the illegal uh, side. Now Because you gotta see you gotta figure. Come on, what's the eighth on the street? Like forty bucks, 35, 40 bucks. Dude, you an eighth in a dispensary will range anywhere from fifty to hundred bucks. Um, they got concentrates in there talking about $105 for a gram. like mm. you can get it a lot cheaper on the street but it's not safe anymore um, I agree with you on that um, we've, they've already had three people here in Europe to OD on marijuana because they started putting fentanyl in the weed
3: oh man damn mm.
2: so I mean it's, you're, you're coming off because you know it's safe, it's regulated by the government you know it's safe at least um, how it's grown, um, so at least you know nobody's putting anything in it.
1: That's a that's something to consider. I mean, it's like yeah, you're getting some a cheaper product, but it's not regulated. And again, right. that's why I emphasize. It's like when you're buying something off the street, it's, it's exactly what it what you said. It, it's not regulated. There's no control. You don't know what you're getting. But right when we come to a consensus on what is a safe version of a substance like, I really think it, it should be legal. like, it's, it's really a frivolous concept to, uh, So I wanted to bring up another thing. Have,
3: have y'all seen any new research on vaping? Cause you brought up vaping now. I know they're trying to explore the health mm-hmm. risk with vaping and all that. Um, have you I heard have not. your doctor Travis? By vaping, like what the effects are, because I know that's new territory.
2: I mean, they told me and they told me when I was going through the surgery not to vape because it's still nicotine in it. It doesn't have all the other chemicals, but it has nicotine in it, and nicotine restricts your blood vessels, causes okay. your blood not to flow. Um, and in order for it to heal right, you need all the blood flow you can. Uh, okay. So like I, I was cutting vaping down to a, like a bare minimum, um, just enough to get by. Um, I mean, I feel better. There's still chemicals in it. There's two chemicals yeah. in it to make oil, but... Um, You're talking about the, the THC one? No, no, just regular any vape, period. Yeah, it's all made the same. It's definitely... It's all made the same. Even for the cannabis oil, it's still made with the same two... Um, the same two ingredients. Um, the, because it makes it so you can vape it. It heats up and it smokes away. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It still has nicotine in it, but it doesn't have all the other harsh chemicals in it that they go to put in tobacco.
3: Gotcha. So I got another question. What if they made tobacco clean? <laughs> How would that change the dynamic and all
1: that? No, I, I heard was, it? Indian lot. spirits that are yeah, like organic are nice. cigarettes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and
2: they're really, really expensive, um, but they're pure, just dry tobacco.
3: Mm, okay.
2: There's no gotcha. chemicals in it at all. It's just pure, dry tobacco
1: interesting
3: because I remember this old World War II vet. he died like recently he's one of the last ones he smoked like those cigarettes something yes. like he used dry tobacco and I was like he's smoking and drinking but I, the key thing was it was natural tobacco it was none of right. the other stuff interesting I was like huh that's interesting
1: it is because it's like now you, you really brought up an interesting point like the dirty stuff that you already mentioned they have a so much added chemicals into it but I, I really don't have too much information on those organic ones that you were talking about
3: yeah because everybody has vices you know like you got gambling but you got canceled for, for gambling just like if you had clean tobacco mm-hmm. first day, people could still smoke and do less harm right. and, but you know there's really no money
1: <laughs> so this is what you you just put a terrifying insight in my head now mm-hmm. chris do you th- and uh, i want to bounce this question at you Trav. do you think there will ever be dirty weed like oh, well, pretty dirty much no, i'm not talking about black market dirty weed like hey spraying it with insect repellent to make it heavier like no we're talking about like through push through different industries like mm-hmm. chemicals added to it like nicotine and other things of that nature like pre-rolled joints
2: I hope not. I hope they wouldn't take such a beautiful thing as the cannabis plant and do something like that. Um, and that's
1: a that's a concern. Yeah, agreed. Well. man. that's a mug. When I, because there there were some rumors of big tobacco touching cannabis, and that's why I brought it up. However, it's like my concern is that they would make the the Newport pre roll joint. <laughs> and, right. Uh, <laughs> like hey try this menthol pre-roll they, they would adulterate such a beautiful plant
2: right right I, I mean I would hope not um, that is a scary thought but I mean I would really hope not that they wouldn't do something like that I mean come on they're making enough money off of it now just mm-hmm. the way it is no need to alter it I mean but that's you know that's us as humans anyway we always gotta alter something we gotta fix stuff that ain't broke for some reason that's just human nature
1: it is we're always trying to make more now we were talking about how the cannabis industry is spiking now on that stash application were you following any particular uh, cannabis stocks
2: um i watch um i watch canopy canopy um, corporation okay. They're one of the biggest and one of the best they've been around 100%. for a long time they um they started off as a canadian company Mm-hmm. Um, they've been in the they've been in the cannabis industry a lot longer than you know the United States companies have because you know Canada just made weed legal through the whole country.
3: Yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal. I smelled it a lot in Vancouver, so they were partaking. Yeah.
1: Hold on, so the entire country. It's not just a particular.
3: Mm, the whole country. Yeah. The whole country. Cause I, I do
1: recall it was really big in in BC, British Columbia, and in Vancouver. So wow, I didn't know it was like across the nation. That's cool. Yeah, it was this year,
3: right, Travis? Was it this yeah, year? It was this year, beginning of this year. Yeah.
1: So like, is America behind the power curve?
2: Yes, like, we are. Yeah, are we definitely are? I
1: mean, what well, do you on, think? Look, how many, the, look um, how
2: many countries, look how many countries already made it legal there, like, mm. and we're struggling to make it legal in this different state. Like I mean, I got a card that the federal the sets could come in right now and bust me, and I could get in trouble, even with a medical card.
1: Wow, well, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, because it's not like because it's still.
3: I think it's still uh, a Schedule One drug or something, according right. to DEA or whatever. Right. It, all them alphabet kids. Um, so <laughs> they and they were up for bringing it off, but Jeff Sessions put it back on there. He left it up. There from what I remember vaguely I vaguely remember that that was a big deal they were trying yeah, to-,
2: they were to and you he was doing this big speech down in D.C. and all the, the the potheads if you will surrounded his little um speech thing in D.C. and sparked up because you know it's legal in D.C. too yeah I yeah, heard so, her- um yeah, they all while he was doing his his little speech, every all the potheads in D.C. sparked up around him.
1: <laughs> but why? Another reason why I'm an advocate for the um, the whole pot, cannabis, medical marijuana, and recreational marijuana movement is because it's I don't want to say because it's pacifying people, mm-hmm. it's making them more hippie, open-minded. But I think that's a good thing. Like people are chilling. They're, it may encourage people to chill more, you know. It right? does.
2: I mean, happy, hungry, sleepy—that's just side effects. <laughs> what mean, about
3: the not- environmental effects of doing mass-producing like uh, marijuana? Is there any studies on that, like chemicals? Man, like, used I, know to what, fix?
2: I know in Pennsylvania they couldn't keep up with the production for a while because so when they first made it legal for uh, municipal purposes, mm-hmm. you couldn't actually have the flour. You had to either get the oil, the wax or lotion or you know the products they made like the lotion and you know the other products you could like rub on your body and stuff like that. Yeah like or the oil drops you put on your tongue or, you know or you know from rubbing on your feet for seizures. Um, so they just recently passed the law and changed it that they you're allowed the flour now so you can actually go to the dispensary and pick up the flour. Technically, you're not allowed to roll it up and smoke it. You have to put it in a vaporizer. Uh Because you could get in trouble if you were smoking it the wrong way.
1: What do you mean, the wrong way?
2: Like, so if I had the flower and I was sitting on my front porch smoking a blunt, um, Uh the cops would come by and get me in trouble for not using it the right way. Now, if I was sitting on my porch and I was in a vaporizer, there's nothing they can say.
1: Well, here's the, here's the thing, and I kind of get where they're going with it. It's because if you're, you're smoking that loud and proud and, and it's blowing down wind and then smacking a bunch of your kids in the face, you're going to get high. Like there's, right. uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. Like they, They're going to get high, and the, the smoker has some sort of responsibility for that. Right. And so that's why, while I'm pro-weed, I'm so pro-weed, I'm... I don't know where I stand as far as, like, the the, the the, public smoking. We gotta find a way to do it and uh, make sure people don't do it around kids.
2: I mean, in Pennsylvania just passed the law, smoking a cigarette around anybody under the age of 18 is against the law. Oh, wow. Uh,
1: oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Secondhand smoking. As, sure. as it should be. Yep. Yeah. We hear you now. So now.
1: Yeah. What about now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it wasn't nothing important. I'm, I'm gonna pass the pass the ball to you, Chris.
3: Now I was gonna ask, uh, what do you think America could do, Travis, in your opinion, through all your experiences you've been going through, to make healthcare better? In your opinion, overall. Overall. Yeah, overall. Like, what do you think America can do to make it better? Like consistently across the board, because you said you had an experience like a one, and then one like a ten.
2: Um so I I not overall it'll take a lot of work, man. It'll take a lot of work on everybody's part, not just like doctors and nurses and and whatever, but us as people and patients, like, okay, we gotta watch what we ask for because you know healthcare in Canada's is, is, is free. Mm-hmm. It also takes you three months to get a doctor's appointment.
0: Mm. I heard
2: that because too. Everybody like, goes to the doctor of everybody, yeah. everybody goes So I mean you gotta watch what you ask for Like I mean I kinda like calling my doctor In the morning and then can have an appointment Within a couple hours Like
3: <laughs> So
0: I got
2: you I mean I don't know Cause that's like a <laughs> Healthcare is like a <laughs> double edged <laughs> sword <laughs>
1: man So yo Curtis, um I, I was going to ask you, what country would you Travis brought up the example of Canada, but what country yeah. would you model? Could you use what country could you model our health care of, if any?
3: Ooh, that's a tough question because every country has its challenges. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I would say most countries I can't really pick one country because I've lived in Germany. I think their medicals, you know, you, you live there too, Cam. I think theirs is all right. Um, I think Korea never got sick there. I wouldn't know. I would assume theirs is pretty efficient over there. I don't know. That's a really good question. As far as country, I'll say this what I did notice is abroad, they tend to put more uh, emphasis on wellness and how you eat, exercise, are you walking, like, they Where, tend
1: to In Germany on- or Korea? To-
3: no, that's overall overseas, Oh, uh, okay. They're less likely to put pharmaceuticals on you. They're more likely to say, hey, change your eating this way, you know, um, sleep this, try these herbs. They're more likely to push more alternative methods and wellness and then progressively work up to, like, pharmaceuticals and surgery and all this kind of stuff. Right. That's the one thing I've noticed traveling abroad.
2: Interesting. I mean, you got to look at Italy, man. They shut down every afternoon just to take a nap. <laughs> Sleep is important for those, the body, man. Those yeah.
1: siestas. Yeah. I remember that. So I would say. Kinda wish we did that too. Yeah. I
3: would right. say absorb that to the U.S., like or make it siestas, more about All that. Well, that'd be cool. <laughs> We're
2: greedy, man. We're greedy. That's what it is, man. We're greedy. We're greedy and spoiled. I think you'd have more
1: efficient workers if they had, you know, a, a break between awesome. their uh, their shifts. Yeah. An additional fifteen minutes. At three
2: o'clock, swamp, man. Let me get let me get an hour nap from 3 to four. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah. Or, or a power nap. Those are okay. effective too. A little
2: thirty-minute nap will work too.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Though, as far as a country that has the best best overall healthcare, I'm gonna look that up because I I have really no idea because because everybody got their own thing. Um.
1: I think um, how I would upgrade it is already mentioned the life force, but that would really pertain to uh, the people who are really struggling to get health care. But at the same time, uh, just an overall decrease in, in the price. Like if the federal government can find a way to take some of that burden perhaps maybe not Medicare for all, but if we can find a way to lift some of that off of uh, the American people, that would be great as well, too. And I think by taxing the things that kill people and using that tax to take burdens off of the collective healthcare, uh, I, I think that's one approach to take towards uh, the upgrading healthcare. Yeah. What do you guys think about like,
2: um, like state insurance? State insurance? What do you mean by that? For like welfare, because um, people that own state insurance, they don't pay anything. All their prescriptions are free. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have no co um, no pays, no nothing. Mm. So, what are you proposing? No, I'm asking, what do you guys think about that? Because that's something totally different from the actual healthcare system. Like, that's done by each state. Not all states are the same.
3: Mm, true. I, me and Cam have talked about stuff like this a lot of, with a lot of our issues and topics. Is, that's where the fight with the federal government versus the actual state's rights and what they want to do. Right. Um, hmm. See, that's not a bad idea. I'm If so The federal it.
2: government they implemented, implemented something like that. I mean, if the federal government implanted something like a, a federal, instead of a state insurance, like a federal insurance.
3: Like they do for their, like for the senators and stuff. Like we have access to their kind of health care. Right. Right, like
2: I mean, the, nice. the taxpayers, the taxpayers pay for theirs. I mean, if we pay That's for true. the state taxes, pay for the state insurance here. I mean, you can take a little bit of that money and, and and help people out.
3: Yeah. So you're saying each state provide a basic kind of health insurance for each resident of that state, kind of. Right option. Oh, okay. I like that like, concept. Actually. Like if you
2: can't, like if you can't afford insurance, you apply for like federal insurance. It'll be, um, it'll be free. No copays, no nothing. Mm. But what I you a adopt is you're able to get, um, and you're able to get insurance. You cut off of it. You don't stay on it for life. Okay. yes I so, agree so I like it's
3: traditional approach. yeah because I was about to ask a whole bunch of follow up
2: questions nah 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 <laughs> like, I mean and you got different states like change that like North Carolina just changed it if you go on unemployment and you go on welfare and food stamps like you gotta pass um, drug tests and you have to do a job search like you gotta go looking for a job and turn it into paperwork um, yeah that's in order to get free benefits from the government in North carolina like they changed it down there how do
3: you feel about that Cam? the drug test for uh welfare benefits or whatnot how do you feel about that
1: oh man that's a touchy because um, it's it's tough because subject.
3: it's a basic need you need health care food there's all basic mm-hmm. stuff so i find it kind of interesting i think i'm not sure they're doing that in Florida but it would surprise me it's very hard to get any of those I think,
1: um I think before. it's gonna drive it's a lot of.
2: Your people. If you go here and smoke crack.
1: So the cracky thing is, is is one thing, but uh, I do believe regarding as far as uh, for weed, it's gonna drive a lot of people into the the medical marijuana industry to get that card because right. it's like now hey now you got the card you you can smoke, but now you're referring to the harder drugs. Um. If you are um, living on, on welfare and you have a, a crack problem, then you, you have a crack problem. Like, to, I know cut off, to, tough. to cut off those services, it's like the most likely you, you, you require those services because of your problem. And it's like, um, here's why I want to reform welfare rather than give checks that can be used towards um, supporting those habits I want to provide gift services and if it's food we need to give people then we're going to give you literal food like the day of hey here's your, your your EBT card what have you you have $700 do with it as you will like nah like you can have you will actually get literal literal food like I don't I don't to answer that question and, and i don't i want to handle it delicately mm-hmm. i don't know how i feel about having drug tests for i'm gonna say no at this point nah
3: i'd say for me i'm torn on it too like i feel like harder drug like cocaine and all that yes i could kind of see that but then again you you raise an interesting dilemma if <laughs> somebody has been abusing drugs and that's why they're in the situation they are and then you cut off their basic needs. I'm
1: just very confident it's going to resort to crime. Yeah. um, It's like, hey, like, yeah, you got a drug problem, but now your benefits are gone. Like, so you're just going to stop doing drugs, stop, get off of hard drugs and clean up your act while you're not getting basic needs. Like, no, you're going to do some crazy stuff and, and, and wind up in trouble. So, no, I think here's the... Okay, hold on, wait, 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 I think I found a a compromise and it's going towards your direction. So yes, we will do the drug test, right? But if you fail, you're not going to get your benefits cut off. You You will, however, have mandatory appointments for counseling. So I think the the drug test would identify the people who need, like Travis said, who need rehab and other services, interventions, if anything, but the cutoff. Benefits because a person has a drug problem. Nah, I'm not for that. I'll make it work. Make I agree. That was a very interesting question. Yeah, I was just
3: thinking about that. I was like, yeah, it's kind of a dilemma. I just started thinking. Well, about
1: yeah, it. like I was throwing those curveballs. <laughs> and that's all,
3: see, that's all I got. I mean, unless y'all got anything
1: else. Yo, uh, shout out, uh, shout out my nephew's YouTube channel, man. Oh, yeah, yo, definitely, um, like, share, and subscribe, um, Chicken
2: Pop on YouTube.
3: You said Chicken
2: Pop?
3: Chicken Pop. Chicken, Chicken Pop. Chicken Pop? I'm i I'm a
1: flashers, I'm i I'm a, a tagging on there when I edit the video. I'll throw Just it on there. Yeah, my, my guy, he got his own, uh, he got his own little channel, man. He got, okay. he probably got more videos than we do. <laughs>
2: Yo, he, he's always up there, man. He he's always up there. He's got um, I think he's got like fifty-eight subscribers so far. He's trying to get okay. enough to make some money. Um he, he started up Twitch. He does Twitch also to try to get okay. some money. Um so yeah, like he's accepting donations. Like I got him a PayPal set up so he can get donations too. Um Yeah, yeah he's trying to he's trying to make some money, man. That's he's awesome. all for it. Like he's making beats and stuff, trying to sell Uncle Cam some beats.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> for
1: the upgrade america soundtrack yeah okay. no, we're gonna make it happen but
2: anybody else you want to shout out show love to um no nah, that's about it my daughter my daughter finished school with um with train aids this year i'm really proud of her that's what's up, kaya yeah she's doing really good um that's about it man awesome well Thanks, everybody,
1: for hanging out with us. We'll catch you on the next episode of Upgrade America. Ah, man. Peace. I mean, I was all out of unison and stuff. You guys throw it up at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool, bro. Thanks for coming on the show, man. No doubt, man. Anytime, man. Anytime.
3: Nice meeting you, Travis.
0: Yeah, nice meeting
1: you, too.